Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Here's Favors driving to the rack. He's going high. He's going to take all the eggs and all the bacon on that one with a left-hand dribble drive to the rim. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 1st of February. An interesting data point involving Jazz lineups. Will Quinn Snyder have a very tough decision to make coming forward? What to look for as the Jazz try to amp up after a few days of practice. The Bucks are in town, and we'll preview that matchup. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Hope you're doing great today. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We give you this podcast each and every day, Monday through Friday. About, I don't know, we actually go about, we'll go about 15, 22 minutes today. We often go to 30. Uh, there is a Locked On version of every single team out there. Locked On Bucks would be a fun one to listen to. Frank and Eric and the crew there do a wonderful job, so feel free to check that out as you get ready for the Jazz and the Bucks today. Locked On NBA coach David Thorpe joined me uh, yesterday, so that's a fun interview. Make sure you download that or subscribe to that on your iTunes. Today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. Jamalto, the global leader in digital security, uh, and Dan Spence, our local Jamalto uh, regional sales manager, is a local Utah guy, works for this national company, and wants to help your company out. You can give Dan a call at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. All right, we start each and every show with pins across the world. I do want to remind you the Jazz are home tonight against Milwaukee and Saturday against Charlotte. Tickets are available for either uh, and you should think about coming out. So feel free uh, to grab your tickets, keep an eye out, uh, and maybe it'll be, you never know, Clay at Salt Lake, SLC. At Clay at SLC occasionally drops some pretty good tweets with great deals for people. So that's a good follow if you haven't done that already. All right, let's go to pins across the world. That's where we start every show, every day, and you can send me yours at dlock09 at gmail.com. My name is Brandon Fonda. I grew up in South Jordan, but currently live in St. George. Oh, I guess you can choose where the pin goes. My wife and I made the trip up to Salt Lake last Saturday to watch the Jazz win, or should I say George Hill beat the Pacers. I point out to my wife and say, hey, I listen to that guy on the radio every day at work. Love the podcast. Thanks, Brandon. One of my first games, I remember, like my Utah kids, was going to the Delta Center with my junior jazz team somehow they screwed up the tickets for the game they were originally slotted to attend so we rescheduled and given tickets to the jazz versus bulls jazz won jordan was awesome heard stockton and malone a lot hornacek wiped his face at the line and dennis rodman had leopard spotted hair that day i love the jazz ever since i'm 27 years old so probably a little too young to fully appreciate the epic jazz bulls games but i do remember them and i know most associate that time with bitter heartbreak and frustration so let me try to alleviate that on sunday 
in 19, on a Sunday in 1998, I was a nine-year-old kid sitting at church, a good Mormon boy, exactly one week prior to the Jazz, had lost game six at home Sunday to the Bulls. The mood was crappy, hard to be thankful for anything after that. I remember listening to people share their testimonies at the pulpit when I heard the Jazz lost because my dad went to the game last Sunday instead of church and broke the Sabbath. So there you have it. Maybe there's more explanation to our loss than playing against the best team ever in the game. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you have time. All right, let's, let's say I have time. I know he, it's what he wrote. He wrote, if you have time. Sometimes I get nervous with that, but let's, I'm going to assume that what he asks, says is good here. I know uh, people want to get the good stuff, but I have one other memory if you have time. After the game, Jazz sometimes like to wait outside by the players' parking lot and wave to them as they left. Maybe get an autograph. At least see the sick ride. C.J. Miles rolled away in a decked-out Cadillac. Escalade AK had the coolest car. I think it was a Lamborghini. Uh, I think it was a Bentley, but maybe Lamborghini. Anyway, I saw a Porsche BMW. Other, then rolls out a gray Dodge Durango. And I thought, oh, that must be one of the crew of the arena workers. Nope, it was Matt Harpering. <laughs> Thanks for the hard work on the podcast and calling the games. I'll have to ask Matt Harpering if that's true. Matt um, does not spend his money much, so that would probably make some sense. All right, let's get to our tip-off story of the day. Um, I stumbled upon something yesterday. It's, um, well, I, I stumbled on a few things that I wanted to share. One is, it's February 1st, and the Jazz only have one five-man lineup that's played 100 minutes together all season. Like, that's stunning. The lack of continuity for this group, and, and somewhat has to do with the depth uh, that we can play so many different positions, but the lack of continuity is is incredible. Uh, if my number, I, I mean, I, I probably should have double-checked this. This doesn't seem like it could possibly be right, so I'm going to double-check this on it. But I'm sure it is, because I know where I get my numbers. It comes. I have some spreadsheets in which uh, the numbers come directly to me, uh, rather than running through one of the j- sites, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double check this just because as a, more I look at it, it's just stunning. So the Jazz only have one lineup according to this that has played. It's yeah, it's true. Has only played one lineup that's played 18 games together. No lineup the Jazz five man lineup the Jazz have has played 20 minutes to 20 games together all year. I mean, it's it's crazy. The lineup that has played the most minutes is Favors, Gobert, Hayward, Hill, and Hood. Okay, that's the that's supposed to be our best lineup. I'll dig into this in, in just a minute. Uh, the lineup that's played actually 18 minutes together, it, or 18 games, is Shelvin Mack, Joe Ingles, Gordon Hayward, Trey Lyles, and Rudy Gobert. That's a lineup that we probably never thought was going to see the floor this year. The second lineup that's played the most games together is Shelvin Mack, Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward, Rudy Gobert, Boris Diaw. That lineup's actually great. It's a plus 17 Point uh, eight. So here's what I stumbled upon. And all right, so the first thing here is what I think it's really interesting for Quinn Snyder is he doesn't have any data here that's big enough to make decisions on. Okay, there simply is not enough data here to make to make any decisions. It's it's just not a large enough sample size. But the starting lineup right now of George Hill, Rodney Hood, Gordon Hayward. Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. So this is nothing. Let me say this again. There's nothing here big enough to make a sample to make a decision on, but it's like worth chewing on for a second. 
That lineup in nine games, 105 minutes, is now minus five per 100 possessions, which is really bad. Like, really bad. So our starting five that we envisioned the whole season long, is my, it's minus 4.7. It's, my, it's not good. And I, I don't know why, but let's go with, for a moment, that Favors has not been right. And George hasn't actually been right here recently when they've played together a little bit. So that's probably some of it. Um, it's a, and interestingly enough, it's a defensive issue. That it's it's really a, it's a defensive issue, um, and it takes me back to Memphis when David Fisdale talked about Gasol and Randolph together, and he said, "I told these guys if they can defend, we'll let them play." Um, that that group now is much, it's what's interesting, by the way, is they've. You know, minus five per 100 possessions. They've only played 200 possessions together. So they've been outscored 209 to 200. Uh, so minus four point, you know, whatever. Uh, so it's it's still a small, really small size. Which it's like I'm going to say that 100 times. The problem is that it doesn't, it, it doesn't defend. Teams are shooting 54% uh, effective field goal percentage. Okay, it's just... So, well, gosh... Why do you zero in that it might be Favors, who has not physically been right, right? This is not Derek, the player, and this is where I'm going with this. If you put Boris Dio in that lineup instead of Derek, again, we're talking incredibly small sample size. This has only been for about 140 possessions, which is like not even two games. But the Jazz, in those circumstances, have outscored their opponents 171 to 119. 171 to 119. Now, again, you got to dig into this a little bit more. The sample sizes are so small that it can be that they, you know, you got a game against Brooklyn in here or you got just one bad team changes uh, so much of this. So, and I haven't done that work. So, again, I would never say in my life that I want Quinn Snyder to make a decision, nor do I really think that you should be walking around saying, oh my gosh, Locke found. It's not that good, um, but it's worth a thought. And that's what I do with you on this, is I'm willing occasionally to share with you something and say to myself, wow, like, how could that be happening? So that lineup, which is the starters with Boris, is plus 37. It has played, um, it played almost all of its minutes together in November. Okay, 57 of its 70 minutes together was in November. It's played three in December. And ten in January. Okay, I, I just so what happens if you put Trey Lyles in like we started the other night instead of Boris Diaw? Still great. So it, twenty point the that one has only played seventy one possessions, not even a game. Has outscored opponents eighty eight to seventy three, and is plus twenty point five. In the 35 minutes it's played together. That's all. 35 minutes. Again, very small sample size. 17 of those minutes have been in January, and it has been less successful recently than it was prior. Okay? And again, so small sample size. And how do you skew numbers? 30 of the 35 minutes it's been together have been at home. Okay? So... I almost feel like I should just close the book and stop right now rather than making the next question. So 
Before then, I decided I'll look at one other thing, which is the and I've looked at this a lot. The two man groupings of bigs, and it's a little complicated. But in 558 minutes, Boris and um, Rudy Gobert together are really good. Um, and I, you know, again, my instinct tells me that there's some flaws in that lineup. Uh, that Boris is little, is a little limited, but nonetheless, that lineup is plus nine point six. Rudy and Trey Lyles are plus seven for four hundred eighty-eight minutes. So if you if you go change who some of those players are, um, it it begins to still show uh, some success. Uh, staying with it, Gordon, uh, Derek Favors, and Rudy for the season are plus 4.4, but not as good. And the question that I'm leading to is, is, and there's some time to this, is if Derek is just can't get right, at what point does Quinn have to make a tough decision and decide that the 1617 version of Derek Favors is just not going to be the 16.8 rebound, two assist, a steal, two blocks, dominating physical presence that we've seen for the last two seasons in the NBA. Who was on the verge of more? It's it's just such a bummer. When does Quinn have to say, wait a sec, the guy I have right now because of the back or the knee or just whatever is going on is shoots 47%, not 54%. And is a 10.6 rebound guy. And actually might fit better playing off the bench or as a power forward with Boris Diaw as the center on a second unit. And let him try to dominate there. Boris Diaw and Derek Favors together are plus 7.4. Derek Favors, Trey Lyles together has not been good. Minus 2.2. Probably probably have to try to figure out a way to avoid that group, that one for some reason. I don't know if it's that. It's only 262 minutes. I don't know if it's that serious. But again, could really make some bad decisions. But maybe, maybe there is something there. Favors backs up Rudy a little bit. Favors plays with Diaw. Can play the four, not the five. He doesn't like to play the five. I, I mean, there's a chance here also that you do this and you suddenly you lose Derek a little bit out of just pure frustration and desire to be better. I don't have any idea if Derek goes tonight. I, I and I don't think this is a decision that like would be pending. At any time, but what you have right now, unfortunately, is we're 50 games in an NBA season and a guy that was on the cusp of being an NBA all-star and who worked his off all off-season and is incredibly, has a great desire to be better, has thus this season opened the year by playing nine, nine games in a row before having a problem. Right. Then was inactive 
then fi- revved up to 20 minutes a night and lasted 16 games at 20 minutes a night before he had a problem. And has not, has had flashes that look great. Um, but I don't know. I mean, and if you go back to January 25th of last year when he returns. So last year when he came back, he after the back injury, he averaged 16 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 blocks, and shot 51%. Like, he was great at time periods in there. He stuck 19-5 and five on Carl Anthony Towns. He put 25-6 and six on Chicago. He put 28-14 and 14 on DeMarcus Cousins. He put 28-11 and 11 on, on Anthony Davis. You go find his best games every night. They were all against the premier guys in the league. He put 23-10-6 and six on Boston. He was great. 30 minutes with regularity. It just hasn't happened. I'm hoping that this is not real. But I wonder, um, again, I wonder if at some point in time, there, do you have to concede terribly that this is just this, this player that we once believed in is... I don't think it's done. I think might not be there for the 16-17 season. I think it's very healthy to get very hard to get healthy in a season. So I don't know, but I think it's an it's an interesting and I don't I think it's a a very very complicated dance for Quinn. Uh today's show is brought to you by Jamalto. Dan Spence is the local Utah guy who is the regional sales manager for Jamalto. Let me, let me give you a little background on kind of what's important to know if your company is trying to figure out data security. Uh, one is that everyone has tried for many, many long time of, of how to stop anyone ever penetrating inside, you know, the exterior of your company's uh, data situation. And that doesn't work. So if you kind of the data that's been revealed, uh, the data breaches have increased 15% in the last six months, uh, first six months of 27 or 20, last six months of 2016 compared to last six months of 2015. And so you just, it's absolutely almost impossible to protect against the breach happening. So then once the breach happens, you've got to protect. That's when they're going to breach, they're going to get through. Now what do you do? And that's where Jamalto comes in. That's where Jamalto can deliver huge range of technologies and sciences to business and governments, your organization, to protect the identities and data that you have and do it in a manner so that the important information is all under lock and key, literally, and that the people that have access to this are uh, under lock and key. No, uh, the, the people that have access to it are controlled and if they have problems, you can easily fix it. Or if there's someone who is a problem, you can take care of it before they do some damage. So check it out. Jamalto does uh, good work. Dan Spence is the regional sales manager at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. It's dan.spence at jamalto.com. 
few things to watch uh, from the Jazz standpoint. Offensively, um, I think we've mentioned the second quarters have been weird. I have no uh, under- understanding of why, but it's, it's worth kind of taking a look at. Uh, here's the things I think you want to look at early. I think there's going to be an increased attention to an earlier push into the offense. Uh, that's something they did early in the year. They practiced all training camp, and the injuries, I think, got them away from it, and the fatigue of the season, um, I think, got them away from it. So I would I would keep an eye on that. George Hill getting up the floor early. Alec Burks now available, pushing, breaking the paint early um, to be able to hopefully uh, create the offense and get the offense rolling earlier. I, I don't suspect... Um, I don't suspect that we're going to suddenly change, you know, how we are, when we are, um, using possessions. I don't think we're going to become a dramatically faster team. Uh, but I do think that there is some level where we, we need to be able to get into the offense a bit earlier so that we aren't walking into the backside of the shot clock as much. Um, earlier this year, and I'm checking it right now, we were 15, when, between 15 and uh, 7 on the shot, 7 and 15 on the shot clock, we were the number one shooting team in the league. The Warriors are now that team. Uh, but if we can get into the offense early and get a shot between 7 and 15 on the shot clock, so we've run our, some stuff, we've run some actions, we hit early, we have the defense, we shoot an effective field goal percentage of 54%, actually 55. If we get down to between 7 and 4 and 7 on the shot clock, um, we shoot 43.7%. So that's 10 percentage point drop. And what's interesting is we go from being the number two team in the league to being the seventh worst. And then that also is too bad because we are third in the league in using those possessions. If we get in the last four seconds of the shot clock when nobody uses it particularly well, we use the most and we shoot 41.3%. So again... Between 15 and 7 and 15 on the clock, we shoot 55%. Between 4 and 7 on the clock, we shoot 44%. And between 0 and 4 on the clock, we shoot 41%. So look for a focus on getting the ball up the court quicker and getting into the first action. I'm not saying we're suddenly going to become a fast-breaking team or anything like that. I think what you're going to hopefully see is some early action that puts the defense on the heels that lets us use that shot clock earlier. Okay? Um, that, would be, that would be my thought. Some of this data can get a little funky because it involves offensive rebounding and some other things. Uh, and so you have to be a little careful on when you get too early in the clock to figure out what that data means. But I would look to see uh, that taking place. The other one is we have slipped recently offensively in our three-point shooting. We're not taking as many... Uh, as we once were. So I, I would keep an eye uh, on that as well. Uh, final thing tonight, the Bucks. The Bucks are actually an offensive team, not a defensive team. They're the 10th best offense in the league and 20th ranked defensively. Uh, Giannis is incredible, 23 points, 9 rebounds, and 6 assists a game. He leads them in, in all accounts. They run a tremendous amount of pick and rolls. They run a lot of side, willingly seem to run a lot of side pick and rolls. Uh, coming back to the middle. So keep an eye on that. But this is really an offensive team, not a defensive team. I also think it's a good matchup for the Jazz. Uh, the Bucks 
use the uh, fewest amount of, or they are 23rd in the league in percentage of shots taken that are threes. And I look at them and see a team that does not, um, that lives in the mid-range a little bit more than most people and tries to get to the rim a little bit more than most people. And that's to our advantage because that's where we are defensively. If they're relying, Greg Monroe, I'll be very surprised if he has any type of day-to-day. I mean, he's... He's suddenly trying to power into Rudy and do some things of that sort, and I just don't think that's an area uh, where they can be particularly successful. Milwaukee's the fourth-best shooting team in the restricted area in the NBA, the 16th-best team. Interestingly, they're very good above-the-break three-point shooting, where we defend well as well. Um, They take the highest amount of shots in the restricted area. They take 39.8% of their shots in the restricted area, and the number one amount of their shots are in the paint. We're the number one defensive team in the restricted area, number one defensive team in the paint. So that's that's where this game uh, will be decided. If you'd like to advertise on Locked On Jazz, you can do so. We have an audience that is uh, 97% male and 77% between men 18 to 44 or men 25 to 54. You can kind of figure out why that's the case. Uh, advertisers or studies are beginning to show that podcast listeners are more likely to interact with sponsors on podcasts and have a brand loyalty to those uh, at a fairly substantial rate. I can tell you more about that and tell you what the rates are. They're pretty reasonable. You can email me at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. I tweeted out last night Dwight Howard or uh, Dwight Howard or if Dwight Howard got traded for DeMarcus Cousins, who would be better? I think it's really interesting to me that there's a player who's never won more than 30 games who we go put on a ball movement Atlanta-based team and everyone thinks Atlanta would get better. I'm not sure I do think that Atlanta would get better. Uh, and it's interesting to me how much Dwight Howard is tarnished. Atlanta's 28-20 and 20, playing Dennis Schroeder as their point guard who might not be good. He, he might not be good. Um, he he might be exactly like uh, Darren Collins. Playing Tim Hardaway Jr. as a shooting guard who the Knicks gave up on. Playing Kent Bazemore, Paul Millsap, and Dwight Howard. It's not a great lineup. They're 28 and 20. Dwight Howard, everyone's like, oh, the land would be averages 14 points, 14 rebounds, an assist, and a block and shoot 64%. He's basically Rudy. Might not be as good defensively anymore, but he's basically Rudy, 30 minutes a night. It's pretty good, 12 years in the league. It's a walking double-double every single night. I, I actually, I don't, you know, I, it's easy to say I don't know how Sacramento would score, and I think that's probably, without Rudy Gay, that's probably true, but I, I don't think Atlanta will get better. I really don't. Uh, which I think is... Kind of worth noting. I find, and I find it interesting that everybody seemed to think that they would. I, I'm not. I'm not convinced of that. Houston beat Sacramento 105-83. Sacramento's tired on the road trip. Uh, San Antonio looked incredible beating Oklahoma City last night. Portland got a win. Denver got a loss last night in LA that shakes your head a little bit. Uh, I mean, the Lakers are capable of beating you, but if Denver's really making this run for the playoffs and everyone everyone seems to have kind of put Denver in as the eighth team. Oh, Denver's gotten so much better. There's no need to... I, I keep hearing that from a lot of... Like, ah, that's a win that they got to get. 
if that's really if they really are uh, that much better. They are now a half game ahead of Portland, and Minnesota has now risen up to tenth in the West, and is only two and a half games back. And uh, to make a little run at Denver has a better point differential than all of them. So keep an eye on Minnesota. That is today's edition of Locked On Jazz. Thanks very much for tuning in. I will be talking to you tonight from the arena as the Jazz get ready for the Milwaukee Bucks. Have a great night, or have a great day. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please go listen to Locked On NBA with Coach David Thorpe.